0: Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning.
1: For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M
0: Breakfast. Triple
1: M Breakfast. Welcome to the
0: podcast. Well... I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about our Claremont Trivia Mafia. <laughs> they have infiltrated the show as to how and the you'll tech have slide. to listen. Yes. <laughs> There's... They're flying through now, even after the show. There are a lot of texts coming through. We'll
1: have to get back to them tomorrow. If you want to send us a text, 488 eight double eight1073 It was a big show choose. We it caught was. up with it Mick was. Tucker, the president of the Local Government Association of Tasmania, to talk about the proposed fire Levy.
0: Tube's spin on sport turned into Tess's spin on sport, it which did was very unique. Big difference. As to why that happened, you'll have to listen.
1: And now, we heard from Caleb Jewell.
0: We did. Big Lemon, who was scoring runs for fun at Blunton Arena.
1: What does Lemon mean? That's
0: his nickname. Why? Because it's a funny story that I'll tell you at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Here's what you missed. We're live
1: on the Listener App right across Tassie and on FM 107.3 in Hobart. It's Triple M Breakfast for IGA, where the locals matter. Producer Ria in with tubes and November is
0: here. Yes, it's the start of me growing a moustache. Shaved up last night.
1: Oh, nice. You've already ready. got a little a
0: little five o'clock shadow. Well it's barely it's barely this is as good as it gets to be honest. No, it's <laughs> not. Is, I've is,
1: seen you with an okay mo.
0: No, you haven't. Oh. No, you haven't. What about not. last that what is. about last November? Yeah, it was horrible. Oh. A blatant lie from Rhea already in the mornings. <laughs> good morning, Hobart. Good morning, Tasmania. Yes, it's November. Can you believe it? We're nearly done. With 2023. Blink and you'll miss it.
1: Yeah, two more months, we'll be there.
0: I'll tell you what. I did the Halloween thing last night with the kids. Much to your dismay. Well, I don't mind dressing up. Like, I don't mind a little celebration. Yeah, you
1: love a dress up. You love some sweet treats.
0: Yeah, I don't mind going and letting the kids have chocolate and sweets at Mm -hmm. 6.30 just before they go to bed. (laughs) Actually, yes, I do. (laughs) But it's one day of the year. I just... I just feel like when I was growing up, that didn't exist. And why now all of a sudden are we jumping on, yes, I know it's from the Celtic embracing of mm-hmm. Halloween, and but it's American. We all know it's American.
1: It's been made popular by American culture. Correct. Yeah.
0: And why do we have to be like them? I think, personally, we should start a whole new thing that we celebrate specifically here in tasmania and see if we can get the americans to jump on board maybe it's the apple harvest maybe it's just the harvest itself and we start dressing up as whatever we want anything i don't have any specific (laughs) ideas but i want but i want it i want it to be ours i want it to be tasmanian and let's do that let's Ditch Halloween, get rid of it. Let's still do the lollies and whatever.
1: But I don't mind it. Last night I was driving, I was going to the chemist and I was driving down Hill Street at about 5.30 and the street was full of kids dressed up. It was so great. I, I don't know why you would want to just not lean into that joy.
0: We know why they're joyful. Because they're, they're full of lollies? They're full of j- lollies. <laughs> l- <laughs> That's exactly right. What do you think, Hobart? 048881073. Triple M Breakfast!
1: Tessa Rendello from the Triple M Newsroom joins us live in the studio. Morning, Tessa. Good morning. What's making news, Tessa? Well, the Jack Jumpers
2: have ditched their Indigenous round jumper. So that's after some of the concerns are raised about plagiarism and breaking some. Pr- Cultural protocol and law. That was by Rully Kelly, Man- uh, Rulla, sorry, Kelly Mansell and Nyla Mansell from the Tasmanian Aboriginal Centre. The Jack Jumpers last night said that they will stop sales um, and that they're not going to wear the jumper for this weekend. Um, also, saying it was never the club's intention to cause any division and have apologised to the members of the community that were affronted by the style that was made.
0: Yeah, I think the right decision's been made here yeah. by the Jack Jumpers. Obviously, our indigenous community here in tasmania are still trying to figure out their own culture their own values their own identity because they've had it stripped from them Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: i've spoken with many different aboriginal people across tasmania and the one that comes to my mind is dwayne everett smith i heard him speak at an event um you know nearly 12 months ago now and it was at a tourism event and people were asking about Aboriginal culture and what they can do to help mm-hmm. Aboriginal people in Tasmania and his words were let us figure out our story before you tell it.
1: Yeah, okay. Right?
0: So I'm not I'm not here to tell anyone in the community that this is right or wrong. This is how they see it and I think the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers have done the right thing. The person I feel a little bit of sorrow for is Reuben Oates, the artist. Now, he identifies as a Tasmanian Aboriginal. Mm -hmm. He identifies as an artist. Yeah. And art, in my mind, is one of those things that is really up for interpretation of the artist. Now, with Aboriginal art, I don't know enough about that, so I can't say whether this gets the tick of approval. Clearly, Rulloch-Elling Mansell has said, no, this Mm -hmm. doesn't get the tick of approval from us as a community, so it's not... As Aboriginal art, however, yeah. I'm sure that people said the same thing about Picasso back in his day. <laughs> you know, you look at some Picasso and you, go, what, what the heck is this? Yeah. But this is what's happened. The Tasmania Jack Jumpers. I am sure in the first place were not trying to offend anyone. No, we're well, trying to do the right. It's
1: thing. for the Indigenous round. The whole point of it is to acknowledge our Indigenous community. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it, it absolutely wasn't their intention. No but I think they've
0: done the right thing by pulling it now. Yeah, so that's that's how it is, and it's ruffled a few feathers across community, Indigenous or no. So um, it's still up there, but the reality is they won't be wearing that jersey this weekend. So good result, I think, in the end. And there's no real winners here, but no. the uh, Tasmanian Aboriginal Council have come out and said, no, it's it's not right. So rightfully, the Jackies have stripped it from uh, from sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some good news, Tessa.
2: Yeah, so the Medina um, Mountain Bike Path is going to host the Red Bull Headline Series in February of 2024. So this is a massive competition. It's an invite-only competition. Some of the best male and female um, mountain bike riders in the world. And there's also going to be like a bit of a festival happening in the area. They're going to have lots of events going on for about a week. And a local group is also going to get to design the track that all the competitors will be riding on,
0: which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's Dirt Art, who designed the Medina Bike Park Mm -hmm. as well. I don't know if you've ever seen the Red Bull. uh, Terrifying. (laughs) Legitimately scared. Proper... You think Halloween's scary? This is, <laughs> this, is, this is worse than horror movies. These guys and girls on bikes are legitimately crazy. They are going down tiny little paths flat out.
1: I don't understand how you could have any kind of skill when you're going that fast. I, wouldn't you just be out of control the
3: whole time?
0: I think it just shows... There's, they always show the people who land the jumps and go crazy and get berserk. They never show the crashes, so. mm. <laughs> but there probably isn't <laughs> maybe that there aren't any are f- because not. they they are professionals. Exactly. Tessa Randello from the Triple A Newsroom, thanks for the update. Thank
2: you. It's Triple N Breakfast.
4: Text chat.
0: Love getting your texts on oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. That number again oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. We were talking yesterday about boycotting Halloween. Well, I was. I wasn't.
1: I don't believe in boycotting Halloween because I think Whoa. it's good fun and that you are a party pooper.
0: Okay. Well, we asked you Hobart on oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three. Did you go Halloweening last night? My kids and I did. We did it and they had a good time. They were juiced up on sugar by the time we got home, and bedtime was okay. Actually, I don't know whether it put them to sleep because they were running around. Worn crazy out from it. Her. Yeah. Joe says. I am for Halloween. She's from Swansea. Last night in Swansea was amazing. 30 kids out and about, 12 houses decked out with treats, shops and bark mill, tavern and bakery, Morris supermarket, all involved. Swansea does a great job for a small town. We love
1: Swansea.
0: Love Swansea. Hello to Swansea and hello to Joe. Actually, no, Joe. What a legend. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone chips. Brett says, live and let live, I say. If you want to celebrate, it's well and good. If not, so be it. That's probably the best attitude towards it.
1: it that, that's probably true. If you don't want to take part, then that's fine. But don't rain on the parade of everyone that's having fun with it.
0: True, sure. Lee says, my 11-year-old loves getting dressed up and going trick-or-treating, but then he loves even more coming home and waiting for other kids to come and get a treat. Aww. He loves giving and seeing other kids happy. That's very
1: our and that's the perfect kids. opportunity for that and to get to know your neighbours a little
0: bit. Tanya says, I'm against it. We teach our kids to take, not to take candy from a stranger, but on this day it's okay. I think we had someone... Yeah,
1: Julianne from Blackman's Bay, I think, made this yes. similar point yesterday on and
0: the Julianne, text line. Julianne was... I called out Julianne for saying candy and she said she called it specifically candy for that reason. This Look, I just feel like we can create something here ourselves. I
1: don't know what it is. One or both. I don't know. Why can't we also have Halloween and whatever day leading, Tubes comes up with?
0: We're leading into the most expensive time for families with Christmas coming up and holidays, and you know. Yeah,
1: so go get some free candy from your
0: neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a fair
1: point.
0: L, a proposed new fire levy for Tasmania has caused contention with local governments, concerned that these changes will increase costs for local households while the government is spruking the changes as a fair and simple sustainable model to keep tasmanians safe the consultation with the bill to make these changes closes at the end of the week to talk us through about what councils think is the and exactly what the changes are is the president of the local government association of tasmania and mayor of the breaker day council mick tucker good morning Good morning, Tubes, and how are you? We're flying, Mick. Tell us, Mick, what are these changes? What, tell us what the basic breakdown of these changes are.
5: Well, look, it's a new fire tax. That's what it is. We have the existing fire levy, and this is a fire tax on top of that to increase revenue what we're really concerned about is uh consultation with the minister is giving us two options i don't call that consultation i call that an ultimatum pick bad or pick the really bad one um sorry we need to go back to the drawing board we need to go right back to basics we need to have everybody in the room who is going to be affected by these changes we need to work in a collaborative approach together to get an outcome that satisfies everybody because we all support a extremely well-resourced, well-funded emergency management system in Tasmania. So why are the, changes, is, that's necessary. Clear.
0: Why are the changes necessary, Mick?
5: Uh, you'll have to ask the Minister for that one because he knows um, we're not really sure on what they're doing except raising extra revenue. And it's quite okay to have extra revenue and we hear that it's ring-fenced fe- so that it stays in that uh, area of emergency management. But what we've got to understand is the consequences and the impacts. The government have done no modelling at all. There is no detail being provided. Uh, And the biggest person in the ring is local government because we have been taxed, we've been asked by the government, which we do, we actually collect the fire levy. And the other one in the room is the insurance companies. They collect a fire levy. So... We're really concerned there's been no consultation and whilst we've been giving an extra 30 days now because we've made it very clear we're not happy, uh, at the moment we have two models, bad or worse. We have no modelling, no detailing, but, so councils are now spending their own resources and trying to do modelling on what the impacts will be in their community. We're seeing businesses going up 6 to 700%. We're seeing agriculture primary producers going up by 895% in Meander Valley. We're hearing other claims of 1,000%. This is huge.
1: Is there an alternative that you think would work better, Mick?
5: Look, the reality is to work out what would do better is you get everybody in the room and you talk mm-hmm. about what the end goal is that you're trying to achieve. We keep hearing from the Minister that it's like Medicare, everybody should pay. Well, if Medicare and the health system is utopia, we don't have a very high bar at the moment, the way I feel. The the reality is a lot of businesses don't pay insurance because they can't afford to. So, Mick, we,
0: the, to be clear here, the government are, are proposing these changes, saying that the funding raised via the fire levy and fire taxes you're calling it will stay within the local government areas
5: no if... stay stay within the emergency management area
0: right so your government area of say the break of day council may not see the full amount that your council raises
5: No, look, what happens is, Tubes, is the the councils have been asked, which they have done for many, many, many years, we collect a fire levy which is determined by the state government when we put out our rates notice. Mm -hmm. We then give it to the government. The insurance companies do exactly the same. But what we're really concerned about as well is there's no mechanism in place. Uh, If you pay your 12-month business insurance at the end of April, May, The new council rates come out on the 1st of July with the new system in place. Technically, you've played eight, 10, 12 months in advance with your insurance, so you're actually paying twice. You need to get a refund. Now, the minister has made it very clear that uh, the insurance companies will give it back. Well, the insurance companies, they actually give it to the state governments. They're the ones holding the money. And the minister says, well, we'll go to the ACCC well, how long do you need to wait to get your refund back before you go broke if you're paying out two exorbitant fees? Uh, There's a real concern here, no mechanism in place, no detail. The Minister doesn't understand what consultation is and we need to go right back to the start and start again in a collaborative manner where we work together.
1: Well, Mick, the Minister for Police, Fire and Emergency Management, Felix Ellis, there's, he's said that there's been multiple reviews, including a parliamentary committee, that has recommended what they're calling these fairer changes. You don't think that's enough?
5: Look, uh, unfortunately, the fairer changes are what the Minister has put out without any consultation with the people who are going to be affected. So it may be fair to the Minister, who's not going to do it. see much different, but to the farmer who's on the land and sees an eight, 900% increase and it's okay. The minister says, oh, they're worth millions of dollars. It's only worth money if you sell it. If you two or third hand generational owner of that property, the investment may be high, but the profit margin may be very low. We've seen the lowest prices on stock in 25 years. Sheep have gone to the floor. We just hope that now the supermarkets pass those things on. But the actual inflation cost to primary production alone with diesel and fertilisers is absolutely gone through the roof. So it doesn't mean if you have a lot of money tied up in an asset, you have the capacity to pay.
0: Yes, Mick Tucker, it seems like there's plenty to play out here. Hopefully the government comes forward with more consultation as to this fire level because, as you said, it's important for us to have really well-resourced and well-funded emergency services. Thanks so much for your time, Mick Tucker. Good on you, Chief. See you,
2: it's and breakfast.
0: What's going on with bulk billing? Well, you may have
1: heard Tessa Randello in the Triple M newsroom just mentioned that the federal government is making changes that will hopefully boost the amount of bulk-billing GPs across the country because, as we know, there's just about none in Tassie. Yeah. Um, They're tripling the incentive that it pays doctors to bulk-bill vulnerable patients. So this is uh, people, concession card holders, seniors, people on family tax benefit, I assume.
0: I'd hope... That means kids.
1: Yes, kids. I would, I would think. I would, would hope that means that. children.
0: Yeah. The health of our children is so important, and it's pretty difficult to get into a GP. I've been going to the same GP for the last twenty three years. Not the same person, but person, the, same the same clinic. clinic. Yeah, and the changes there have been, look as far as cost. I think last time I went, it's like. $62 out of pocket
1: Yeah it, It's a lot of money And no wonder people Are putting it off Putting off going to the doctor And then Waiting until things Are so dire That they have to then Present to our emergency Departments Causing issues there too
0: We know that The GP Is a perfect way To to prevent Yeah Presenting to a hospital Yeah And And I don't know Like Maybe we need to get someone on from the GP Association mm-hmm. or the GP, the Royal College of GPs in to talk about this because are they just not making money? Are they not making enough money?
1: Yeah, I think that is. I think that's what it is. Okay. The costs of, of running the practice and to see patients, it's too too expensive for them to be able to be bulk billing.
0: I spoke with someone who manages a GP clinic yeah. as an office manager, not a GP. Mm-hmm. They're on pretty reasonable salary, but the stress of their job is insane because they don't know what is walking walking through the door. Yeah. They don't know what is going to be on the other end of the phone line. And I think the stress of that is pretty hectic. That's true. And GPs, sure, they'll get people coming in with a cold or some tonsillitis or but it's getting harder and harder to be a GP because the uncertainty of what is walking through your office door, your GP surgery door, is concerning. And Absolutely. they are literally saving lives. They so. are, and it's
1: an important job. It's not we're not discrediting them. No. But it's so important it's such an important thing that I think we do need to have this federal government support. So it's good news to see that they are tripling the incentive that it pays doctors to bulk bill vulnerable patients.
0: I feel like Medicare was created in the 80s. And I feel like Probably it's an, an 80s solution to a 2020 problem. Yeah. So we need to probably look at that. And who knows how much that's gonna cost. And the reality is, do we as the community want to pay more taxes to be able to fix this problem? I think the answer to that is we don't want any more taxes. We feel like we pay enough. But if we how we, had, if we it was... spend it is the important thing.
1: Yeah. If it was free healthcare, then maybe.
0: What do you think, Hobart? Oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three? How are you going getting into your GP? Can you get in? Are you happy with the cost? Are you putting it off?
2: M
1: Instead of tube spin on sport today, let's do some Tessa spin on sport.
0: Yes, I figured it was time to... Share? Well, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't go because last night I was trick-or-treating. But we did have someone here in the Triple M family that mm-hmm. went along to watch Australia... The Diamonds take on the Spa Proteas. So the Origin Diamonds take on the Spa Proteas from South Africa in the third of three test matches in the netball. Tessa Randello went along. Tessa, how was it?
2: It was incredible. It was the first um, game I've actually managed to see at my State Bank Arena, which was really cool to do. And obviously the Aussies were quite dominant, but it was still an incredible game. There was a lot of a lot of tough kind of pushing and shoving and all sorts of things were
0: happening. Well, traditionally, Mm -hmm. netball is a, I say this with quotation marks, (laughs) non-contact sport. It's really
2: rough when you get to the international level, though. They were so strong, so incredible, so skilled. It was really, yeah, it was so much fun to watch. What was the atmosphere like? Atmosphere was amazing. Everyone was cheering everyone. It It was really nice as well because when South Africa got goals, there were a lot of people who were still kind of giving them a clap and giving them a little bit of support because... Unfortunately they didn't win any of the 3 games in the test. So Australia really did dominate
0: especially with that 50 to 77 win. Yes, Australia the Diamonds winning 77 to 50 you think it's a big winner at Meister Bank Arena, netball at My State Bank Arena, as far as the atmosphere goes? Do you think they should come back, the Diamonds, because it's the first ever Test match that they've played here in Tasmania?
2: Oh, definitely. It was pretty packed as well. There were heaps of people there. Um, they also got, you know, some of the kids to play at um, halftime, and that was also really nice. Just get the community involved, and everyone yes. seemed to love it. Love, love that. that.
0: Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom, thanks for... Tess's spin on sport. <laughs> no worries.
1: <laughs> for more of Jim's spin on sport, head to the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R, and search for Spotlight on Tassie. It's trouble breakfast. Your finance matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth for financial insights, tips and advice.
0: Matt Hawkins joins us live. Uh, good morning, Hawkey. Uh, morning, Tues. How are you going? Oh, look, there's nothing like live radio to get you going in the morning, Hawkey. Now, share markets have been volatile of late and sequencing risk has now come into play. How is it impacting pre- and post-retirees and what can retirees do to mitigate those risks?
4: Yeah, look, Chief, you're spot on, mate. The Australian share market has, has had a tumultuous couple of weeks and sequencing risk is a significant concern for people approaching and or just entering retirement. And it's essential to understand it thoroughly to make informed decisions. So today for Triple M, I want to break it down into simple terms. Just imagine you're about to retire and you've saved up a substantial amount in your superannuation which you plan to use for your living expenses. Sequencing risk refers to the danger of withdrawing money from your investments at a time when markets are performing poorly, which is pretty much right now and it's crucial because the order in which you receive investment returns really does matter in the years right before or just after retirement if your investments take a hit due to a market downturn just as you retire it can significantly reduce your overall retirement savings you draw money out as investments are low and therefore you crystallize losses and there's no doubt you people are living longer nowadays and if you want to retire early and end up living for several decades in retirement you'll need the money to last longer longer and running out of money in the later years can be financially devastating to the lifestyle you might want to live
0: yeah and this is the reality of the share market right now hawkey it is down we're seeing that across the board no matter what share market you're involved whether it's here locally or internationally so people need advice don't they because individual circumstances vary
4: Yeah, look, spot on, Tubes. Managing sequencing risk is extremely important. A couple of things you can do if you're out there and you're worried about the concerns. Diversification, so spread of your investments across various assets like stocks, bonds, real estate, term deposits and cash can help reduce the impact of poor performance in one area. Dynamic withdrawal strategy is another great one so where you draw less when the market's down and more when the market's up. And making sure you have that emergency fund or that cash account in your superannuation or your retirement savings. So you've got money set aside for one or two years, potentially if markets stay deflated for a period of time, which I'm considering is probably likely as we enter a pretty tough time.
0: Well, Hawkey, all available. The advice you can get is from Elevate Wealth. Where do people go?
4: Yeah, look, absolutely true. When you talk about sequencing risks or retirement, if you've just entered or thinking about ending retirement, make sure you give us a buzz at Elevate Wealth. We are experts in retirement planning, 62313448. We're here to help to make sure you understand your specific financial situation, goals, and most importantly, your risk tolerance. Chet, to you next week, Hockey. Thanks, mate. Have a great week.
1: Your Finance Matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth. Don't just raise your financial expectations, elevate them at elevatewealth.com.au. Any
2: advice or information provided in our Your Finance Matters segment is of a general nature only and has not taken into account personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Before acting on the advice, you should consider its appropriateness to you. Having regard to your personal objectives, financial situation and needs, Matthew Hawkins is an authorised representative of Consultum, an Australian Financial Services Licensee.
1: It's triple breakfast
0: you're wearing a hat today. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a cap today. It,
1: not. I don't think I've ever seen you wear a cap.
0: I wear caps, just probably not to, not to work, but I wore a cap to work. Did, I wore a cap to work today? Do you know why I wore a cap to work today? Because you didn't do your hair. I didn't do my hair, but the reason I wore a cap today is because I wore a cap on Saturday when I went to the cricket. Wore a cap. Sun smart. In, sounds smart. Clever boy. Came in. My cap has been in the kitchen on our kitchen bench since Saturday and Erin said to me last night before she went to bed, Tubes, can you please put that cap away? <laughs>
1: okay. So instead of putting it away. <laughs> yeah. You just put it on. <laughs> I
2: did. <Yeah. laughs>
1: If you touch base with the show in any way throughout the week, you will get yourself a ticket in the meat tray thanks to Robbo's Chicken and Meats. Open seven days in Glenorchy. Wow, Robbo, just give us a call, 13 or send us through a text. 04 1073. Text
2: chat.
0: We do love hearing from you on the text line. As Ria said, the number, and I'll slow it down for you, is 1073. Getting texts through about GPs. Hi tubes, lots of people out there with stressful jobs. Paying them more doesn't reduce that stress. GPs are paid very well for what they do. It doesn't pass the pub test when I'm paying ninety dollars for a fifteen minute appointment. Cheers, Paul. Appreciate where you're coming from there, Paul. Simple I think point, the Paul. difference with stress that I deal with at work is that I don't think I'm saving lives. Like I'm. Oh, not... you
1: save my life every day, Shoes, <laughs> no, by giving me a laugh.
0: Don't be silly. Don't be silly. This is serious. Yeah. Um. I, I think the reality is that GPs, the cost of having a GP, their insurances alone mm. would be astronomical because they are dealing with the yeah, health, and not... safety, and well-being of people.
1: They're not putting their prices up because they want to. You know they want more money. They're putting it up because there's more costs involved nowadays.
0: And to be fair, it is a specialised a specialised expertise being a doctor. Yeah. You have How to many study, years does that take at uni? You have to study six years at university, yeah, then it's you have a long to specialise. Time. That's at least another five years. So it's eleven years of study to get to the initial stage of being a first year out GP. Mm. They've been doing paid work during that study time. However, I don't know. Sad day for Tasmanian sport. The only club not to have an Indigenous top. As an Aboriginal person, Nala Mansell and the TAC don't speak for me or the majority of Aboriginal Tasmanians. What a disgrace, Jason in Huonville. That is off the back of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers pulling their Indigenous Guernsey that was designed by local Aboriginal artist. Yeah, Ruben Oates. Oates.
1: Uh, the TAC have said that they weren't too pleased about it because they weren't consulted in that yeah. decision to put that. So it, it has been pulled again. But th- yeah, interesting point, Jason.
0: I think it is an interesting point, Jason. And you know, I don't think there's any winners here. I, I feel mm. like this community of need the time to rediscover their identity before we can tell them how to act or exist. That's that's my personal opinion on this. I, yeah. I want to be a, an advocate and ally for our Aboriginal community here in Tasmania, who have suffered many for many many years. Absolutely. So I'm not going to have an opinion on whether their artwork should be on the Jack Jumpers Guernsey or not. I think the Jack Jumpers have done the right thing. Yeah. And they've gone out and they've consulted and they've been told that, as according to the Tasmanian Aboriginal Council, that's not right. So yeah. They've done the right thing. I don't think there's any winners here. No, absolutely. It's a no shame it had here. to
1: had to sort of come to this, but it
0: yeah, it's not it's not a. And this one here is an interesting one. Morning tubes, Barry O here. Good morning, Barry O. Regular texter morning, on oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three. Just listening to producer rare's cackle. I wouldn't mind betting she has her own cauldron. What does that mean?
1: Oh come on! He's saying that I sound like a witch when I laugh. <laughs> Thanks, Barry.
0: Barry. Barrio, having a crack at. I tell you what, Barrio, I like you. You seem like a nice guy. That's not a very nice text, Barrio. That is not a it's nice. Not a text. very nice text.
1: You know what I reckon? I don't think you're allowed to make fun of people's loves because they're so. It's like the natural joy that someone is feeling.
0: Yeah. So, Barrio. <laughs> your you, in, Barrio. <laughs>
1: It's
0: triple our breakfast. I heard a funny story on the weekend. Hanging out with a mate called Tom on the weekend and he was telling me a few weekends ago Okay he went for a game of golf. They had a boys' weekend and thanks to the invite, didn't get to get um <laughs> Rude. No, they went away <laughs> and they went to Barnboogle on oh, the north nice. north of the state. Mm-hmm. One of the best golf courses Very in the poor. world. They're big they're big golf people. Yeah. And uh <laughs> they went out and the weather wasn't great so it was it was cloudy windy as you'd expect on the north of the state that generally where that's generally quite regular condition some days you get like this like today but it was quite windy but they still played golf they played something like five rounds of golf in two days okay i don't know if that's that's a, that's lot. a lot right <laughs> that's a lot of golf i think they played 72 holes in a day yeah up there once, right. which is like Four rounds of golf in a day and then they second that second day some of them played again and anyway. They were there and on the Sunday, had a few drinks the night before and Tom, my mate, he's a pretty jovial dude, gets out there and tells lots of stories and things. Anyway, there was these dudes waiting in the clubhouse about to go out and one of the guys turns to my mate Tom and goes, What's the weather doing today? And he knew it was gonna be wet and windy and terrible mm-hmm. and just because he's a smart aleck he goes now nah, this stuff here mate what like what you see out there rain now that's no problem that's going to blow over and by about mid-morning you're going to be all good so out they go and the whole time <laughs> was that that wasn't the case that wasn't the case oh. it was like wet and windy set in for the day but he knew that was, he, he knew, knew that, it, yeah. he was just being a smart uh-huh. aleck and told him to go out The whole time they are playing behind them. So this group, Tommy's out there playing golf. Yeah. This group is behind them, following them the whole way. Anyway, they get back to the clubhouse and Tommy and his crew are having a beer and Tom walks around the corner because it's his shout and there's this group that he sent out Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, no, here we go. And this bloke looks at him and goes, oh, here he is, the big fella. And Tom's like, oh, no, I'm about to get in trouble. Out. I'm about to get in trouble because I thought I was going to clear up and and he walks over and he goes G'day fellas how about that weather sorry about that I was just trying to have a bit of fun he goes nah this guy goes nah thanks heaps mate hole five that par three I got a hole in one <gasps> if you'd have told us that the weather was going to be like that I'd have never had my first ever hole in one That's how about amazing. that amazing just like amazing so he went out and hit a hole in one all thanks to Tom being a smart ass <laughs>
5: This is Triple M
0: Breakfast.
2: It's Triple
0: M Breakfast. Before we get busy giving money away, I just want to give a shout-out to AJ. This comes from Matthew and Claremont on the text line on 0488881073. Hope you're having a wonderful day, Tubes.
1: Not ha- me,
0: though. And Rhea. It says Tubes and Rhea. Mm. I, I just had a little burp in my, in, <laughs> my, in my throat. I just had a little burp. Hope you're having a wonderful day, Tubes and Ria. We've got a mate going for a job interview today, and he's very nervous. Just want to wish AJ good luck. You have got this, mate.
1: Aww. That
0: comes from Matthew and Claremont.
1: That's lovely, Matthew.
0: I, I believe you, Matthew. I think. What do you mean? Sometimes I wonder whether he's just... Because I think he's tied up in the the Claremont trivia mafia. <laughs> of Jason, Ashley and, and Matthew. I, I don't know which one, which Matthew from Claremont, but there is a Matthew from Claremont who might be tied up in the Trivia Mafia.
1: Well, hopefully <laughs> it's legit and good luck to AJ if you are a real person and having a real job interview today. That's the
0: beauty of it. You can text in <laughs> anything you like on 04888881073. Let's give away some cash.
5: That's the way you do it. It's the ultimate state showdown. Yeah, Tazzy Trivia. For creative homes, $50,000 first homes builders boost. Let's get
0: busy giving cash away on 13353. Jared from Gilston Bay, good morning to you. Good morning. What's happening in your world today, Jared? Uh, it's working today, mate. What do you do for a crust, Jared? Disability support. Gee, I love that. I love that. I love that you're out there. What do you got planned today, Jared? Do you go out
4: into the homes? Do you take yeah. people on adventures, do you? Yeah, but a bit of both. A um, couple of domestic assistants and showers this morning and then, yeah, social sports this afternoon.
0: Brilliant, mate. Love that. Love that. Can you test your buzzer please? Jared. Excellent. You'll be taking on Greg from Moon. Morning, Greg. Morning, Jubes. What's, morning Rhea. What's, morning. What's going on, Greg? We haven't heard from you in a while. What's happening in your world?
5: Oh, not a lot. I'm
0: retired, mate. Oh, how good. What do you got planned for today,
5: Greg? Hey. What do you got planned for today? Uh, a little bit of garden and if it warms up
0: enough. Hey, it's going to be nice. 21 and sunny. You'll be right, won't you?
4: Oh, uh, probably too hot then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good on you, Greg. Can you test your buzzer, please? Greg. All, right. All right, let's get busy playing Tassie Trivia for Creative's $50,000 First Home Builders Boost on now by Creative Homes. Two questions correct gets you $100 cash. Question one. Where in Tasmania is the Red Bull Hardline Series? Jared. Jared? Medina. Correct, Jared. You are halfway to 100 bucks, just like that. Brilliant. You've obviously (laughs) been listening, Jared. I have, yes. That's going to be massive up there. They're building a very particular course in Medina just for this Red Bull Hardline Series, bringing mountain biking athletes from all across the world to our wonderful state. How good is that? Question number two. The Glenorchy City Council recently advised that the AFL High Performance Centre would not be suitable for which precinct? Is it A K G V KGV? Greg?
5: KGV, whatever it is.
0: That's correct, Greg. There we go. We've got a tiebreaker. <laughs> Here we go. Every single day, the Triple M Breakfast team play Tassie Trivia thanks to Creatives Home Hobart. How much is the Daily Cash Prize worth? Jared. Jared Just. $100. Correct, Jared. You've won that
4: 100 bucks. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. What are you going to do with 100 bucks, Jared? I've uh, got a couple of birthdays coming up. So, yeah, it's coming
1: oh, handy. Oh, it's my birthday next week, Jared. Are you going to buy me a gift?
4: Oh, don't... <laughs> Happy birthday.
0: There we go, Jared. Don't forget, <laughs> I know you've got birthdays coming up, but as we say here yes. on Triple M Breakfast, make sure you give yourself a little treat. Oh, it will
4: be the beer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> excellent stuff. <laughs> Drink responsibly, Jared. Bad luck, Greg. Have a great day in the garden. Yeah, you too. Good luck to Jared. Hey, Thank Jared, Mike. before you go, do you want to yep. take the 100 bucks, or are you going to come back tomorrow for $200? dollars uh, i take the
4: 100 Thanks,
0: mate. Well done, Jared. Jared from Gilston Bay. 100 bucks the richer thanks to Creative's $50,000 First Home Builders Boost on now by Creative Homes.
2: Chipotle!
0: Yesterday at Blunson Arena, the Tasmanian Tigers had a 28-run win over the Queensland Bulls. To talk us through what happened yesterday, is one of the superstars of Tasmanian cricket. He's a Tassie boy. He's the opening batter for not just the Tassie Tigers in the one-day format, but also opening in the Sheffield Shield. That is Caleb Jewell. Good morning, Caleb.
3: Morning Cheers,
0: how are you? Oh, fantastic, but not nearly as good as you. You smacked 137 yesterday off 137 balls. How was the game, Caleb?
3: Yeah, it was nice to um, get to the three figures. I probably, you know, strike rate would suggest I struggled a bit more than everyone else out there, but... Um, no, it was nice to get that win, and, and probably more importantly, the, the four-day game a uh, couple of days before.
0: Yeah, there was—it uh, was almost a road out there, Caleb. Is that was it the pitch that was playing well, or was it your eye that is well and truly in form?
3: Uh, it was a pretty nice pitch, mate, and a pretty uh, short boundary um, to the hill. So, uh, I'm sure whenever I got anything in the vicinity to put there, I made sure I did.
0: The boys are flying too, sitting fourth on the table with two and two. What's happening next, Kayla? Where do we go from here?
3: Uh, We're off to Melbourne on Saturday to play a -er, four-dayer against Victoria. And then we head back to Lonnie to play them in in our last one day before the big bash. So, um, yeah, we've got one more to hopefully get ourselves into the top two um, and... Put us in a good position uh, after the
0: big bash. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at the standings, Victoria uh, sitting second on the table. What is the challenge against the Vicks?
3: It's uh, oh, a good question. Uh, to be honest, I haven't watched them play a whole heap of one day cricket, but they've got some really good players from top to bottom. Um, they've got some really good bowlers and, and some good spinners as well, so that's going to be the challenge, I think. Especially in Launceston, it can spin a bit, so
0: And of course, we're sitting on top of the table in the Sheffield Shield with two wins and two draws. The boys would be happy with that heading into this game against Victoria, Caelan.
3: Yeah, that was a super win. Um, You know, to see two young guys in Froggy and and Hopi get us home, um, gives us a lot of confidence that we can do that again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know there's been a bit of contention around the list and things like that, but... Really excited for what the Tasmanians Tigers have to do with as far as growth goes, Julie. Before we move on, and thank you for your time, I just want to know about the women's Big Bash. I know there's a game happening at Blunton Arena on Thursday night. How involved are you with the women's side, not just with the Tigers, but also the Hurricanes?
3: Yeah, we see them around quite a bit. Uh, obviously, we share Blunton Arena together. Um Mrs. tends to watch them quite a bit as well. So, yeah, no, we we keep a close eye on it and wish them all the best.
0: Well, we've got our opening game for the WBBL happening on Thursday night, and I advise people to, to come along because kids are free. It's going to be an electric night, loads of giveaways and things like that. Caleb Jewell, one of the great batters and one of the great humans in Cricket Tasmania. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us on Triple M.
3: Thanks, mate.
0: All the very best, Caleb Jewell, uh, heading it across to Victoria to take on Victoria in the coming days. It's trip for and breakfast. Text chat. So, on the text line, 48881073 we we're getting loads of texts through, but I just want to clear something up. Matthew from Claremont wanted to wish AJ all the very best for his job interview today.
1: Yes, we weren't and sure if AJ was a real person.
0: I said... I said Matthew from Claremont, I believe, is part of the Claremont Trivia Mafia Mm -hmm. with Jason and Ashley in Claremont.
1: Because the other day, Ashley was buzzing in for Jason. For Jason.
0: In trivia. With his own name. Exactly. (laughs) With Ashley's name when Jason was playing trivia. Not how it works, boys. Three loose blokes out there that just love their Tassie trivia, love Triple M. And now Jason has texted in, Come on, Tubes, we love your show. You have to say it. Yeah, his name... He's in the trivia marsh there. It is Ashley from Claremont going for a job. Now, I don't reckon... Now, here's what I think. Okay. I think that now Matthew and Jason are saying that Ashley's going for a job, trying to get it out there that Ashley from Claremont's going for a job, when Ashley isn't isn't going for a job. You
1: have got think it's a bit of I a think, conspiracy juice. I think issues. they're just
0: trying to get it out there that Ashley's going for a job to try and make his current job...
1: Oh. ...concern
0: that Ashley's going for... This is what I... I I'm on to you, blokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff from... Jeff from Mooner, Jeff from New Norfolk has texted in and said, Jeff from New Norfolk here, line the Claremont Trivia Mafia up and I'll take them down one by one. Have a rip a day, guys.
1: <laughs> oh, that's He's Jeff. Put the call the, out. So, Jeff's the greatest trivia player of all time. He's the one that made it to 600 bucks.
0: That's right. Now, there is a little text come through here from Ben in Newtown. He says, Love that story of Tom at Barnboogle. Mm-hmm. I was there. Oh, There's a little bit of mayo on that story Says Ben in Newtown <laughs> right, Okay. He wasn't with the group but he knows The conditions, he said the conditions were okay But it was beautiful after that Those blokes definitely had a big Night on Saturday night because I saw them On Sunday morning Gee they were wrecked, the hole in one though Is a 100% fact So my wow. friend Tom convinced this fella That it was okay to go out In the conditions because mm-hmm. his mates didn't want To play golf, they ended up sending them out in horrific conditions. Tom came back into the club rooms afterwards and said, how did you go? Thinking he was going to get chewed out because he said the weather was going to be fine. And the wasn't. weather wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. They said, mate, you are flavour of the month here. <laughs> and he's like, Why was that? I thought sending new blokes out into that rain it was a pretty poor form. And he said, no, if it wasn't for you telling us it was going to be fine... I wouldn't have got a hole-in-one on hole five. That's so great. And he said, well, I'll consider that my hole-in-one then. And he said, well, you can have an assist. So a great assist oh. from Tommy. Tommy in Lena Valley. Well done, Tom. Nice work.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Yes. And if you want to know why Caleb Jewell is called Lemon.
1: I do. I've been waiting all podcasts to find out.
0: So they... The boys at the North Hobart Cricket Club when Lemon was growing up, because mm-hmm. that's where he played his cricket, at North Hobart Cricket Club at the D's, right. used to criticise his fielding a little bit. Oh. They say that he stood there like a lemon tree. Oh. So they started, mate, you've got to start moving a bit more. So they called him Lemon. And right. Yeah. Well, he's shown them, hasn't he? <laughs> he certainly has. He made 137 <laughs> off 137 just Like yesterday. to
1: see a lemon tree do that.
0: Yeah, Tassie Tigers are flying. Don't forget, you can head to triplem.com.au for your 30 minutes of fame just by uploading a video. You could be joining myself and Rhea here on the Triple M Breakfast Show.
1: And get your name in the drawer for some amazing prizes too. Uh, big show tomorrow, Tubes. We're going to be catching up with Killing Heidi's Ella Hooper because she's coming to Tassie this weekend.
0: One of the genuine Australian rock icons. Absolutely. And we will also chat to Bonorong Wildlife Sanctuary who are doing something very special out at there, Bonnerong Wildlife Park. Catch you from six tomorrow. Till then, take care. Be kind. Treat yourself. Bye.
2: Bye.
3: Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's triple M.